Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're having a blast out here. It's the Miller Lite Top Draft Show, Broken Ore Marina Bar and Grill in Port Barrington. Lance Briggs, Bears legend, oh, yeah. uh, with me, Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. All right, got a couple of shout outs here before we get back to Briggs. I'm going to let Briggs pound what looks like just an absolutely delicious it's burger. It's a delicious oh burger. It's a tasty burger. <laughs> this is a tasty burger. I have huh? a taste of your delicious <laughs> beverage. <laughs> So I got a shout out over here. It's the RV gang over. Ah, uh, oh yeah. Yep. The Bear Mobile. The Bear Mobile. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Lake I, huh? Lake Killarney. Lake Killarney. There's a Lake Killarney. You guys are from Lake Killarney. Is that oh, in yeah. Is that in Illinois? Yeah, but you guys don't have a yeah, you don't have a port though. So yeah, let's let you have a port. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love the RV is is absolutely terrific. Glad you guys are here. Also, apparently we are in competition with some pretty heavy duty high school football going down in Barrington tonight. So shout out to Wakanda and Cary Grove. They they be going at it tonight. Okay, high school football. So that that's what's happening there. Okay. Briggs, did you ever have any kind of like uh, big time high school football at like your team, the state championships, anything like that? Or yeah. I yeah, mean, we, we know we're you pretty were pretty good. Yeah, we're pretty good. Yeah, uh, we I'm, just to give you a, a fact, I lost one game in my high school career. Oh my god! Yeah. Four and years of varsity, and that that team we came back and we beat them in the playoffs. Oh, we were pretty good in the playoffs. Oh, um, nice. We lost on a hail mary pass, second game of the year. And we ended up playing that game in that team. It was their name was, it was Hiram Johnson in the first round, and we beat them. Um, so yeah, we went we went back to back. We have, have two section rings. Oh, so wait, were you varsity all four years then? Like, no, I was. So I was varsity. I got pulled up my sophomore year. I got pulled up in the playoffs for my sophomore year. Yeah. So, but I played varsity two years. Okay. Two years in playoffs. Were you always defense? No, I played both sides. Okay. Like, like within the game, like, okay, what, what did you play on offense? Everything? I was running back. Okay. I was running back. So when we, and we suited 65. You what? We suited 65 players. Oh, wow. We suited 65 players. Yeah, shoot, on our, on our first, our opening day of training camp, we had 111 players. Wow. We had 111 players, and I remember our, our coach, because I had been playing in the, in the feeder system since I was seven, and, and I remember our coach was like, listen, this is going to drop down drastically uh-huh. after conditioning comes in today. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. it dropped down to like 80, uh-huh. then to like 70. And, yeah. and we could only, we only had enough uh, gear to suit 65, so we couldn't hold any more players. That's all. Oh, okay. That's yeah. why we had to keep it at 65. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You could only, you know, act, literally put clothes on so many players. <laughs> So just just as we thought, Lance Briggs, successful high school career, successful college career, and fantastic Bears career as well. Um, so the Bears, where they are right now, three and five. Uh-huh. They have lost three in a row. Things are not going well. We've seen this trick 
from the Bears. Last year, they lost six in a row. The year prior, they yeah. lost four in a row. Dave Wanstead. Um, Wani. Uh, yeah, Wani. Yeah. You guys remember Wani? I remember yeah. Wani. I know Wani. I haven't seen him in a couple days. Wani said, ahead of last week's game, one thing you really got to worry about if the Bears lose to San Francisco, which they did, is the old losing of the locker room. And guys thinking that, you know, maybe the, the season is over and they make what we call business decisions out there. Yeah. Is that a real thing? Yes. Lance? Yeah. Absolutely. It's a real thing. You, 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 you have a coach come in and you buy in. He wants you to buy into his, his system and what he's doing. You know, and, and so, I'll, you know, to give you the best example, you know, I'm with Dick Jerron. Dick Jerron gets fired. Lovey Smith comes in. And Lovey wants to to uh, get us to buy into his style of of, of football. Um, and you have you have older guys that you know that are going to give pushback. You have younger guys that are look whatever you need us to do, coach. And typically, typically these coach staffs they'll they'll get rid of a lot of some of these older guys sure. that give that pushback. And so we want all guys that are going to will buy in. Um, and one of the problems with when you buy in, well, the good thing about when you buy in is when you win. When you win, you really buy in, mm-hmm. and then your, your, your players will sell the buy-in for you. Um, but when you lose, and you lose bad, and you lose consistently, um, it's hard to buy into what your coaches are saying. You know, your coaches are like, listen, if we come in here, they're the number one rushing uh, offense in the league. If we stop the run, we'll win. You know, we stop the run and they throw for 500 yards on us and win. You know, it's it's like, coach, come on. You know, uh-huh. and you start. So when you talk about losing the the locker room, it's 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 losing the faith in the system that your coach came in to try to get you guys to buy into. You know, it's like this stuff that you're saying, all this stuff that you're saying is just words now. It's not it's not effective. This stuff is not making us any better. So how does that? And I think I know the answer to this, but how does that manifest itself on the field? When a, when a guy is sort of given up on the coaching staff, yeah. Well, I mean, I've, the, one of the one of the first things you can see is in effort, you know, um, in or or in the ways that you have been been burned. So for the the Chicago Bears defense, you know, if you've been if teams have been gashing you against the run, they've been been able to be effective against the run three weeks in a row. <clears throat> you would think the one thing that the next team shouldn't be able to do is run, you know, and if you're going on to, you know, week five and this team runs for 160 yards, then it's like, what are we doing? What are we, we don't, you know, I mean, I'm going to the locker room, like, what is wrong with, uh, I, I said, what is wrong with us three weeks in a row, four uh-huh. weeks in a row? Right. I must be what's wrong with us. You <laughs> must be what's wrong with us, all of us, you know, so it's, uh, so, you know, that's how you start to really lose, lose, lose locker room or lose faith. Is it? There's some guys who can't afford to. Like if you're a rookie, or maybe you're you haven't gotten paid yet. Are those? That's a dangerous spot for those guys, though. They can't stop, right? Is it? I guess what I'm trying to say is it just the guys who have been paid that can afford to do such a thing? I think one of the, one of the worst situations to be on in a team is when there's uh, there's the the the. The makeup of your team. You you turn to your your core players and and the guys that you look you turn toward. You don't see them sacrificing their bodies or selling out for the team and doing certain things. And and it's like, well, well, if you won't, well, if you won't do it, you know, then 
I maybe I won't do it, you know, you know, and all I need to do is get X amount of plays on the field to get my bonus uh-huh. or to, to become a, a, a vested player, you know, or make make sure this season counts. Um, and and it, it, I think that's that, that's a really disservice because I think you, you only get to play this game for so long. You know, and and uh, for I mean, shoot, I think for I think I didn't miss a practice, I didn't miss a practice or a game for five or six years. You know, and and uh, and it just because to me it it meant so much. Mm-hmm. I was like, and it, it was like a pride thing. I was like, ah, I'm the only guy that's never missed a practice. Right. Once you, you know? start hearing about yeah. it, it's like, ah, crap. You don't now brag I got about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you brag about it. Yeah. But um, but it, it, it's 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 it, it's it's disheartening a little bit when you're like, man. This guy, you know, this guy, he, he loves the camera, you know, but when when I need him to make a play, he's not there. You know, I can't count on him. I'm, I just I just hit this guard as hard as I possibly could, and you 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 tripped and fell right in front of the running back, you know, and and so it's it's like, hey man, you are we good? Or are you gonna what are, um, what are we? How are you gonna play this week? Right. No, and if you're gonna stop. I'm gonna right. stop. Like, what am I doing out here if you're not doing something? And then I, and then I get on on the in an interview after the game, and and now I'm gonna defend your play. I have to defend your play oh, because God. you're my teammate. Yeah. You know, and and I don't want that kind of dissension. So it's 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 like if I'm gonna get on here and I'm gonna defend you, then you know me and you gonna have to have some real words. You know, we're gonna have yeah. to, some real words like or in and. and and I'm gonna have to say something to you that you're not gonna like, and then, yeah. and then we're gonna and then we're gonna move on, or you're gonna have to get the f out. I never thought about how much that must suck for players. Well, we throw a mic in your face, and I know you guys like talking about your teammates, but if we're like, hey, what'd you think about this guy's game? Yeah. And you have to stick up for the guy that you know was not performing like he should, or doing things to enable you to do. Man, how many times did you have to do that throughout your career? Even if they were asking about offensive players, yeah. and I know we did back in the day. Like, like, hey, you guys are doing your jobs. What's up with the offense? Well, it's yeah. always, it's always, it's always been uh, easy to do that because you know, as long as you focus on in a loss, in a loss, if you, as long as you focus on yourself, you're gonna be all right. You know, and 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 you can always divert that to yourself. You know, look in 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 a loss when someone says, hey, you know, look, uh, uh, you know, Charles Tillman, man, he couldn't cover anybody today. You know, and it's like, well, listen, I missed four tackles today. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe I should have made more tackles. I should have been more plays. Maybe if I would have uh, uh, hit home on the blitz, Peanut would have uh, wouldn't have had to, you know, wouldn't got beat on that play. You know, there's ways of of, of deflecting and, and, and in the loss. You always always talk about yourself, you right? Talk about the team. Yeah. Okay. I'm get picking up these pointers here. No, Absolutely. No. Okay. Uh-huh. Good, good, good follow up stuff. So, let's talk more about the the Bears and Pittsburgh. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Football, the Steelers started the year or recently had a three-game losing streak, and yeah. it looked like they were kind of just dead. Now they've won they, three in a row. Yeah, showing life. Yeah. what? Like Thomas says, one of the greatest jobs in, in, in football. Absolutely. Uh, don't ask me about USC. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't ask the other – you don't ask Andy Reid about that. I thought that – actually, now that you bring that up, I thought that was a compliment to him. Like, hey, you know, this is – you know, you're a wanted man, not just with the Steelers. That's true. Everybody wants you to be their I, coach. Yeah, and I think he actually is a good fit for USC. You know, I think he'd recruit well out there. Um, but, you know, listen, it's – I think also, you know, in the middle of the season to reinforce the, the Steeler fan base, and they have one of the biggest fan bases in, in yeah. the NFL – you know, you know. I thought thought his interview went well for that fan base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 
I didn't even think about it. They mm-hmm. had to have just adored him for that moment. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's great. So if he does take the USC job, whoa. The sound bites oh, right now. I'll will, go down to history. There'll be some sports hate going on, or maybe hate hate. You said. Yeah. yeah. You said. <laughs> you can't leave us. No. Um, ben Roethlisberger, obviously, we, we talked about him earlier, or the play that you made on him back in 2013, strip yeah. sack. And, big Ben. Yeah, yeah, Big Ben. Uh-huh. Your, your thoughts on, on his career? Was he a fun guy to play against? Is he a big talker? What, what has made him Big Ben the dangerous quarterback that he has been through the years? Well, I think the one thing about Big Ben, you know, it's, it's all in his nickname, is Big Ben. You yeah. know, he's a guy that when you when you think you you have the sack and you're you, you're supposed to be trying to pull him down you realize how big he is and while his receivers are still running routes and you're trying to you're doing your best to bring him down he's just doing this right here and then he just throws the ball while you're still trying to bring him down for a sack you think you have the sack but he's holding you up and and completing another pass so uh he's got you know, i think he's uh he's one of those competitive guys and uh, and he's led that that Pittsburgh Steeler uh, um, team to to you know numerous Super Bowls and championships. How do you deal with that if you're Pittsburgh management, where the guy's getting older, he has won for you, the franchise has won because of him. He's he's one of the greats, but he has slowed down. He's not the same Ben Roethlisberger that he once was. Do you allow him to just be average for a few years? Do you have to respect him, or is it sorry, tough luck? This is a business and. Yeah, eventually we're going to have to let you go. I, I thought he played well last year. I thought he played well last year. Um, you know, you, you, you can, I think you, you try to create a narrative for a lot of these guys just because they're older. Um, you know, I think the Green Bay Packers tried to do that. They've been trying to do that with Aaron Rodgers, which is another slippery oh, yeah. situation. Some of the things he's saying mm. today. I didn't see. I did not see. Oh, no, I did not see oh, that. I would yeah. love to hear about this. Oh, yeah. Well, well after you <laughs> right. finish your response, okay. Brandon Fryer, be ready to play a little bit of that. But I, I <clears throat> but I do. I think I, I think for guys like Ben and guys like like Aaron and and, and Tom, you know, they, they prepare extremely well. You know, they get themselves ready for a football season, and especially with the new rules, there's no reason why, you know, because Ben Roethlisberger has a bad two first weeks that he's not going to bounce back. You know, you don't yeah. throw in the towel after two weeks or three weeks. You know, it's he's he knows what he has to do. All right, so Aaron, since you brought up Aaron Rodgers, no, maybe I brought up Aaron Rodgers. Did you bring up Aaron Rodgers? I think we, uh, I think mutually we yeah, did it. We yeah. did it together. Yeah, I think it did happen. It's a team effort. Um, so Aaron Rodgers will will not play because he has he has COVID nineteen, and when asked about um, are you vaccinated, he said that he was I'm immunized. Immunized. So first of all, before I get to today's stuff, what what has been your reaction to all that? I think both Bears fans are like, good, he's not playing. Too bad it wasn't, it wasn't a couple, no, weeks, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So, loved it to be a so couple what did you think ago. about that? And I guess the, the he th- basically he thinks all the protocols are are kind of dumb, and it sounds like he's very skeptical of the vaccine. And we'll hear from from that in a second. But <clears throat> what are your thoughts on what not, Rodgers has pulled? Not the first protocol that the the Bears have, or not the Bears, but the NFL has implemented that that the players or myself thought was dumb. Uh-huh. But we, uh, by choice, we chose to abide by those rules. All right? And that's, and that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, if, if you're not going to do it, it's fine. Right. Don't just say, say you. Just say, say you're not going to do yep. it. Yep. But don't, don't 
you know, play that role and make people think that you did do it, um, whether you judge anybody or not. But, you know, it's, it, it, there's rules. There, there, there are specific rules that you're supposed to abide by, that everybody else on the team is abiding by, you know, and, and you're, above that, you're above those rules now, huh? Yeah, so so Aaron Rodgers today, and I, I actually honestly have not heard it out of his voice. I have read about it. We're getting some thumbs down over there. I'm sorry. I know I I bring up the name Aaron Rodgers and and we lose the crowd. I, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> these guys in the front row paid really good money. So you know we'll try to make the Aaron Rodgers portion of this very short. Very short. But Brandon Fryer, who is back running the show in our downtown Chicago studios, okay. I'm going to trust you to play like a couple of the cuts, maybe back to back, just to give us the essence of what Aaron Rodgers was talking about in defending his decision to to not get the vaccine, but also to kind of just come out and say to give the indication that he was, you know, truly inoculated from COVID-19. You know, I, I researched a lot of different uh, different. Uh, types of, of medical individuals. And I talked with not just MDs, but holistic doctors, homeopaths, different people. And, you know, when you start to, to talk to these people, there's a common thread with many of these folks and that all they care about is healing people, you know? And there's, there's uh, some jokes about how uh, healing people, uh, there's no money in it, you know, which is, it's an interesting thing to think about, but um, I was fortunate enough to be around some amazing, uh, amazing minds. You know, Harvard MDs and uh, brilliant people from all over the country, uh, who I kind of brought in and, and just talked to them about some of my own issues and what would be best and, and what would they would recommend. And the opportunity to do this, uh, you know, the. The homeopathic stuff came up. You know the specific protocol. I'm just going to keep between my doctor, my doctors, and myself. But um, but it was a way to stimulate my immune system to create uh, a defense against uh, against COVID. What was said to me when the vaccinated people can't contract the virus or spread the virus, and and I had already had studies that I had seen that that was false. Um, and when that was said, I knew there was no chance I was going to win this appeal. Before that, I really thought there was a chance. I really felt like we were making some hay and we were having good conversations. Um, at least being able to amend some of the policies for non-vaccinated players that didn't make sense scientifically, that seemed to be solely rooted in a way to, to shame guys into having to be outed uh, or, or coerce them even more to, to get the vaccine. Um, you know, things like uh, bi-week schedule and, and mini bi-week schedule and and stuff on the road, uh, you know, I, it, to me, it didn't make sense from a science level. It's more just trying to make us have the, the least fun year possible that maybe will make more guys end up getting vaccinated. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Oh. <laughs> hey. Briggs, what do you think? He answered that in only the way that Aaron Rodgers could. <laughs> Like, like he sounds like a smart yeah. person, like right. he, he does. Right. But I don't know if he's making sense or not. I don't know if I care or not. But I just the whole thing is fascinating. It was fascinating, yeah. right? And <clears throat> I mean, he's been around a lot of doctors. Yeah. From, apparently. From Harvard. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. know, I know he went to Cal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right, so right, a lot right. of smart guys uh -huh. over there. You know? you know that. And so you know they're they're just trying to heal people. You know. And yeah. Huh. Doing it his own way. Yeah. yeah. Right? 
I, whatever, man. I'm, 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 it's, it's just an excuse for me. You, you know, my, my old ball coach, you say this all the time. He's like, listen, your, your actions speak so loudly, I can't hear what you say. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I, I've seen what you did. Right. I don't want to hear I about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. No, I, I get Okay, so one more question about the – we'll move on from Aaron Rodgers because, like I said, no, I, okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm losing the crowd here. People are okay. filing out. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's a great crowd out here. <laughs> um, do you think that – man, this is probably a naive question. Do you think that there's normalcy next year in the NFL and in sports? Because I thought there would be more this year, but wow, was I wrong. <clears throat> what do you think? I think we'll get better. Yeah. I think it'll get better each year. Um, I don't know how much more, but yeah. it'll it'll be better next year, and it'll be better the following year, you know. And it's just like some of those some some of the rules that that they've implemented for defenses. Thank God I don't play football anymore. But yeah. there are rules that are, that are that are in place now that you know, or, or we're getting in place even when I was playing uh, that we'd ask the refs. We're like, listen, how are we supposed to play football like that? You know, and then they would show this this slow motion clip. And they're like, just like kind of just like that. You know, and we're all scratching our head uh-huh. like, you know, this game's not played in slow motion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah. we had to make it we have you have to make adjustments. One thing the players I think love, and you you probably I'm guessing all players love it. You, pre- you prefer not having the media in the locker room? Like you remember oh, how yeah, it was I don't open want locker anyone room? in the locker room. Yeah. She just hated us hanging out in there, didn't you? Players you know, hate I, that. It's okay. I, it's all right. I, I imagine that I would too. I did and I didn't. Like I, you know, I, I had fun messing with the media. I had fun messing with you guys. I loved putting you, doing the alarms and alarming, making you guys leave when it was time, when uh, your yeah. time was. Did you guys uh, flicker the lights and stuff. Yeah, we that flicker was the lights and Crutes might have done that. Yeah, I, I felt like it was a team effort. Okay, all you right, know, all and, right. and and that's how you know you have a good team when you yeah. do it together. You guys know <laughs> you got unity. <laughs> Media harassment. <laughs> Only a few more minutes with uh, Lance Briggs out here at the Broken Ore Marina Bar and Grill in, in Port, port Barrington. That's right. We're, we are here in the port. Um, one thing I want to get back to was stopping the run, and specifically Eddie Goldman. I meant to ask you about him. Like, I don't think Eddie has played badly, but he's not Eddie Goldman. Is this still all the effect of a guy just missing a year because he opted out last year? What are you seeing with Eddie Goldman because he's not the impact player that I thought he was going to be this year. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, he, he's he's even said it a little bit on a few, uh, on, on after certain games. Um, he's you've seen some stints of him playing well, but uh, I, maybe I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I would think if you've missed a year that you're you're hungry to get out to to play. I mean, you know, I, most guys, when you see them get injured, you know, or, or carted away, you know, they leave you. They're they're tearing up. You know, they're tearing up. Number one, because they're probably on a contract here. But number two, <laughs> <laughs> number two is they're because they don't get to play football. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's uh, it's tough. It's tough. You got people know if you play football for as long as a lot of these guys play football, like it's tough to 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 be on the sideline to be a cheerleader for your team and to help them be like, you know, I'm going to coach you guys up and, and I can't be out there. And, and, and it's even harder when there's, there's something that's happening against the defense that you know how you would have played it to change that, that whole deal. So I, I, I can't really answer that question. 
You know, I've I've missed my last two years. I was injured, you know, pretty much for the rest of the year and I didn't come back. And so it's it's but if but I wanted to actually my second to last year, I did come back and I wanted to probably shouldn't have. But I wanted to really bad because I was watching so many games. You know, I was like, oh, man, you you know, you missed that play. You didn't understand that play. Oh, you know, these all these different things. And I wish if I was out there, I could have maybe even helped get guys in better place to play. Uh, so I, you know, I, I assume I assume, you know, for Eddie, the way that I assume for myself, you know, and I just assume that if you've been away from the game for so long, I'm itching, I'm dying to get back in there. Right, and, and who knows? Maybe maybe we'll see his his breakout game this week against Pittsburgh. I hope so. Yeah, couple couple other things on. Might have to grade him. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Might have to grade him. But Might maybe. do individual grades. Oh my God. Right. Individual grades from Lance Briggs. My, like you send oh. like a little envelope with a report card to every player after we the might game. just do uh, see then if, then, see if i just do if i just grade if we just grade defense then it's like oh you're picking on the defense yeah you'd be harder on those guys but if it's but if they play well yeah i'm not listen i'm not the professor that wants to give out failing grades <laughs> you want to be the cool teacher you're not you're like right. that oh no oh, yeah. you got briggs this year oh no <laughs> that's a problem uh even Roquan had a slow. I don't know if he had a bad game or did he have a bad game last week. Like he wasn't like usual uh, Roquan Smith self. It's hard to be critical of a guy who's been terrific this well, year. Well, no, you're right. No, yeah. you're 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 absolutely right. And I think one of the you you look at all the the um, the attributes of Roquan. He has so many of them. Uh, I think the one thing that that uh, that you do see that's a little bit glaring is he plays in front of some monsters um and last week he played i think uh warner from um from san francisco mm-hmm. plays in their scheme is a little different you know but but for roquan you know when when those those monsters up front aren't getting um aren't holding up those linemen and they're getting up to him up to the second level he struggles a bit trying to uh dislodge from those blockers mm-hmm. struggles a little bit you know and i think that's something obviously i think it's something he can work on him get better at it but uh, that was the difference that I saw between the two elite linebackers uh, last week, San Francisco and, and Chicago. That was always like the early criticisms of Brian Urlacher. I mean, when he had uh, Keith Trailer and Ted Washington, he was yeah. just like, he was free. But then, like the one, like everybody knew Urlacher was great, but he, he did get criticized for not shedding blockers. He, he got better at that, though, didn't well, we he? All get, we all got yeah. better. I, we, not a lot of linebackers come out of college and know how to shed blockers. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's almost, it's consists almost every linebacker is negative. You know, when I was in, when I was in college, I played the mic and we had a, a, a double eagle flex, which is basically what the bears are playing right now. We had a nose and two, uh, two guards, two guards and, and two ends. And I just ran sideline, sideline, made plays. You know, I get into, get to the bears and it's like, you have to take on these these oh, tackles, these yeah, guards, you have to take sucks. on these double teams. And, and so, you know, you have to find out, you have to figure out. And that's the way that the NFL is. You get up to the most elite level and they're going to take away what you do the best. You know, and, and what I did was I ran really well and but they're going to take that away. They're going to make you get in front of somebody and defeat them. Is that the number one thing for like a, a linebacker? Like the guys that don't make it, they were not able to overcome 
blocking? Is that the biggest thing? Or is it instinct? What's the number one thing oh, for a, a linebacker? There's a lot. I, mean, I think if you uh, I think if you if you run, you you eliminate a lot of issues, number one. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you just run and you know um, I think if you're a linebacker, you should have bad wrists. You know, you should have bad wrists from punching all the time. Mm. You know, you, that's something that I didn't get my wrist tape for the longest time. I broke bones in both wrists, had to wear mallets, really? you know, in college and the NFL and and I had to have uh, casts, you know, I had to have the half hand, half uh, wrist cast wrapped every day. Oh, wow. You know, you get to this point where it's like, you know, Lance, if you don't wear this, you're going to, you're going to destroy your wrists, you know. And so, you, you know, if you're a guy who attacks and punches a lot, you know, that you should be getting your wrist taped. That's a, I think every linebacker should either, if you're not getting it, you should come to the point where you like, I think I need to get my wrist tape. Mm, okay. And, and so there were games that we probably didn't even know that land, you had a couple of broken bones in the oh, wrist. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known. Yeah. You wouldn't have known. I oh, wasn't going to tell you because right. we weren't allowed to talk about our injuries. Oh, yeah, man. Lovey Smith <laughs> running that tight ship. It's actually gotten worse. All right, man. Um, Got to let you go here in a second. Oh. Let you eat your burger and go on with your night. But – are the Bears going to beat the Steelers on Monday Night Football? I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't have a good feeling about it. I just don't. Um, what do you think, Briggs? If the Bears are going to beat the Steelers, how are they going to do it? Why do you do this to me? I'm sorry, man. Um, it's, it's come to that point. I, I gave you an hour and a half to I, think about listen, it. So, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you this: I will be rooting for them every step of the way. Uh huh. Okay. Um, and I, and I, I'm Bears. My, Bears. The the one thing that I want more than anything else. Um, is I want these grades to go up. I want these grades to go up. I want us to have something really positive and, and to talk about after the game and the post game um, and, and really rave about their performance. You know, and so they can turn this, right this ship right now because you're, you're, it's not too late. Get that GPA up because yes. right now. And know. I know they didn't answer your question. I'm sorry. That's okay. I had That's to put some right. gray area in there. I'm not going to press you. It's okay. We'll wait for your grades. On right. NBC Sports Chicago. So you'll be doing – you guys got a late night then on Monday It's going to be extra late. Yeah. Yep, extra yeah. late. So, ladies and gentlemen, big hand for Lance Briggs. Thank you. These guys are awesome. Port Barrington. That's right. We are in mm. the port. We are in the port, and we'll have more from the port in just a second. This has been and still is for about another 20 minutes or so, the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at the Broken Ore Marina Bar and Grill in Port Barrington on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here I am. What's going on? 
Mark Grody with you. It's been fun, man. That was a blast. Lance Briggs exiting the building right now here at the Broken Ore Marina Bar and Grill. If you want to check it out on the Odyssey app, just uh, rewind to 7 o'clock, about 7.10 or so, and Briggs and I had we covered it all with the Chicago Bears. Offense, defense, every which way possible right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score the Miller Lite Top Draft Show, Broken Ore Marina Bar and Grill in Port Barrington. One of the best parts of the week for me, at Hallis Hall is to hear from Justin Fields. Some of us get a chance to ask him questions, and it's obviously it, it's a blast to watch him play and to see him progress or hope for him to progress, the anticipation of that. But we're all still getting to know Justin Fields, the person as well, and I don't think we know him as of yet, but I thought I, I took what I thought was... Uh, the meatiest part of his press conference from this past week, and I want you to take a listen to Justin Fields right now. Justin, both Matt and Flip are very complimentary of the rhythm you played with throughout Sunday's game. I'm curious what your assessment of that was and why you think it may have been a little bit more elevated than it had been. Um, just more time, more games under my belt, more snaps. So the more and more snaps I get, just the more comfortable I get. It slows down a little bit. Justin, last week you told us about the action meetings you were having with wide receivers. Did anything out of those meetings translate onto the field? Did you did you see stuff work from those meetings? Um, I mean, yeah, those meetings just, you know, are for getting us on the same page and pretty much me re relaying to them what I'm thinking, you know, during this play or how I want them to run a certain route at a certain depth. So that's just, you know, going to make our connection better and our chemistry better uh, to make sure that myself and the receivers are all on the same page. So, yeah. Justin, since going into the Bengals game to right now, where do you feel like you've made the most progress? Um, I'm not sure. I just feel like comfortable, like all around, just more confident in myself, and just you know going out there making plays and stuff like that. So I'm not sure like one specific area. I mean, I'm hoping all the areas, but I just just feel way better, you know, just in terms of my confidence and um, just my command of you know the huddle and of the offense and kind of telling those guys where to go. That was Bears quarterback Justin Fields from a couple of days ago. The part that I liked about it, and it's, it's hard to, to discern right now with, with Justin Fields. He is to the point and honest about his answers, but the part that resonated with me is that part right there at the end where he said he feels way better. And that's important. His Obviously, his comfort since the Cincinnati game. And there's been some bad games and some bad moments. But the moment, and he still hasn't had, I don't think he's had the breakout game yet, the one that he is anticipating, the one that Darnell Mooney has been anticipating for him. I haven't seen that yet. The full game, the full breakout, the wow game. We've had wow moments from him, and certainly there have been a couple wow running moments. The throw to Jesse James last week, for sure was a wow moment. Those are the ones that if you start to worry about Justin Fields, like, is he what we thought he was going to be? And then you see him make those moves, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's for real. But the real breakout game has yet to occur. It hasn't come yet. But him saying that he feels way more comfortable is really important because this has been an adjustment for him, just like all most quarterbacks when they come into the NFL. It's a huge adjustment. You heard Lance Briggs talking about it, how he, when he was in college, he could just run sideline to sideline. And then when he comes to the NFL, he's like, no, no, you're going to have to ward off this block and that block and be in that gap 
and do this. It's a different game in a big way. And that comes back to like when we, when we obsess over the questions about speed of the game and things like that. That's what that was. That, that's what that is. It's speed of the game and encompasses all of that. It, when you are playing with all elite players, guys that are good enough to make it to the NFL, it's a different game and it's a huge adjustment. And for him, I think that was the most important thing he said this year, that he's feeling much more comfortable. Hadn't heard that from him, and it obviously connotes that there have been times when he wasn't as comfortable this year. One of his main targets in training camp, and I was there for all of training camp, um, and then we saw it last week with Jesse James, is the chemistry between those two. Who would have thought that? I mean, Jesse James was a guy who had been released last year by Detroit. Bears signed him, like, during training camp essentially and he's made some of the most interesting plays if you go back to preseason and in camp and then last week here's bears head coach matt Nagy on what is working between the the unlikely tandem of of justin fields and jesse james i think that that's a, a really good point by you you see that you feel it i mean that throw that he made rolling to his left first play of the third quarter jesse's a big target he's got long arms and uh they do have that connection they did play together in the preseason they had a couple throwbacks right early down the sideline and so I think that that's natural to have that but at the same point in time we get a heck of a tight end coming back too and Jimmy Graham is one of the best to ever do it at that position so we feel really good at that having those three guys and I think but you also need to build and and when you have uh, a rapport with a guy it's important to keep that and those guys have that, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, well, that, that I, the Jimmy Graham returning and Cole Komet still trying to to find his way in the offense, and then you throw in a, a Jesse James as well. It's 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 interesting the way it's worked out. I mean, two things: the running game and the tight end position on Matt Nagy's watch have not been good up until the final six games last year, at least for the running game. Now I want to see the, a big tight end game and the big Justin Fields game as well. Need to take one more break and then we will come back and wrap things up at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at the Broken Arm Marina Bar and Grill in Port Barrington. I'm Mark Rohde at Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Winding down here on The Score, I'm Mark Rohde. Bears and Steelers on Monday Night Football. The Bears have actually had a lot of success historically against the the Pittsburgh Steelers and even recently you know we were talking about uh, Briggs and I were talking about the September of 2013 a Sunday night football game a Bears 40 to 23 win over the Steelers and that and I brought that up because the the Bears actually had tweeted out a, a Lance Briggs play where he Darted through the middle of the field, got to Ben Roethlisberger, and strip-sacked him. Knocked the ball out of his hands, and who was there to scoop it? But Julius Peppers gets the ball, runs it 42 yards for the touchdown. And I do, like, with all Chicago sports, I love looking at, like, old box scores and games. And it just, like, brings up random players that you remember, but you had forgotten about them. Like Major Wright had a 38-yard pick six in that Bears 40-23 to win over the Steelers in 2013. Uh, Jay Cutler had a touchdown pass to old Earl Bennett. Um, 
Remember Antonio Brown when he was on the Steelers and he was great every single week? Had one of his greatest games that night. Nine catches, 196 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. So the Bears have they've played well against the Steelers through the years. I don't know if that means a damn thing. They beat them back in 2017. I don't know if it means anything heading into Monday Night Football, but for whatever it's worth, there it is. I am really looking forward to watching, hopefully, the continued positive development of Larry Borum at the right tackle spot. Did a good job last week with some help against Bosa, but he's going to be going up against T.J. Watt this week. At least that is going to be his primary responsibility. I'm assuming that he will get help as well, but if if he is, if Larry Borm is what the Bears have said to us that he is, and that is they have said you know, several times and different guys have said it, whether it's been the offensive line coach or the head coach, that Larry Borm is a guy who drafted in the fifth round, but they had higher grades on him. And they could easily just say that, and it could be total BS, but that, that is what they've said, and so far so good. He did look, when, when we saw him in training camp, he did look good. Um, and he looked good last week, so I'm looking forward to seeing the development of that, and hopefully, eventually, you get Tevin Jenkins back in earnest. He has been out there, not practicing in full or anything like that, but he's been with his teammates. He's been around the offensive line, on the backfields, in Lake Forest, with those guys, so I don't know when Tevin Jenkins is going to be back or what position he is going to play which is another interesting part. Now some whispers that he may be better suited to play guard. Um, you don't want that. You want him to be your left tackle because I don't foresee Jason Peters walking back through that door at, when he actually is 40 years old uh, next year. But, but we shall see. But he, he is a, you know, may, maybe he turns out to be the most intriguing prospect in the Bears class this year as far as the offensive linemen our concern. A few random text messages, because we didn't get to a lot of these throughout the night. It's 312-644-6767. Great show. Listen each week, but they're at Fort Barrington tonight. No, 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 no. It's not a fort. It's a port. So I, I and maybe that's what maybe that's what you were going for, but it is not a fort, it is a port. Um, from the 605, this goes back to the Aaron Rodgers stuff, and I'm glad, I'm glad we didn't do too much Aaron Rodgers because it just gets political. But um, from the 608, Grody, the critical part of the interview was Rodgers mentioning he took advice from his good friend Joe Rogan. Right. Uh, I actually like Joe Rogan. I think, he, I think he's really good. He's a very entertaining dude. But no, no, you probably should not be taking COVID-19 advice from from Joe Rogan at this point. Uh, 773. Uh, I can't wait for the Bears to be good in a few years, and hopefully we get rid of Nagy. It would be for the best. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens after this year. It's going to be interesting. We, we simply don't know what Bears ownership, what Bears upper management is, what they're grading. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy on this year? Are they grading them on, if the Bears don't win another game this year, does it matter if Justin Fields progresses? So, and we're probably not going to find out, you know, unless they keep them and then maybe they'll say, yes, they did. They, they would probably then give us some reason or answer as to why they have 
kept them around in some of the continuity. And then there's been these whispers, too, that they would bump Ryan Pace to a higher spot, bring let him hire a GM, and then the coach is the coach, whomever that turns out to be. In theory, I actually love that, the idea of adding an extra football person because right now they're in earnest. There are two of those guys, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. And whether or not it's Ryan Pace, who is that, you know, president of football operations or whatever title that they would come up with, the idea of adding a third layer to that, uh, I am for that. And I think that you should be for that as well. And even if it is, if, if, like if Ryan Pace moved into like a, a Kenny Williams type of position and you hire your Rick Hahn beneath and you kind of you allow it, the Rick Hahn character to do his thing, to make the moves, and maybe there's a move or two by Ryan Pace as well, but I definitely like that idea of not an entire restructuring, but a mini restructuring and just allowing for an extra voice, an extra vetted voice for the Bears. I think that that would be... That would be a good thing. So, in again, in theory, I like that idea. This has been a blast tonight. Um, really good time out here in Port Barrington tonight for another edition of the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. There will be more of those with Anthony Heron and myself and Lance Briggs as well. So thanks to all you guys for coming out here tonight. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you for the delicious food out here at the Broken Ore Marina Bar and Grill. Thank you to Rob Schaefer for coming on the show tonight, talking about the Bulls. Of course, Lance Briggs, Rich Wyatt, Brandon Fryer, and everybody for promotions. Thank you, guys. Totally appreciate it. Class act. Great operation. Hope everyone has a great weekend, and we will talk to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning with Steve Rosenblum, 11 o'clock, right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.